says, the presence of the Lord is heaven to us. Hallelujah. And this Amen. morning, my desire is that his presence will be with you wherever you are, no matter what, in the mighty name of Jesus. We don't own any right to any of the music that is being played, but we stand in worship and in great reverence to whatever grace the Lord has given to these worshipers. And we are also worshiping with that in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining us on Emmanuel uh, Christian Assembly. We are bringing the service of the Lord to you live from London here in Buckinghamshire. Hallelujah. We have desired by the message of God that none will be left behind. Amen. No matter what the condition or situation of your life, there will be a way of the Lord in you in the name of Jesus Christ. You can also have the service of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so it has been our drive and our desire, our passion that we come to you with the word of God. Hallelujah. We come and bring the church to you in Jesus' mighty name. And I also want to welcome my family from uh, Power Radio 96, those who are listening to us from Spain and all its environment, we, we welcome you to Emmanuel uh, Christian Assembly. We are trusting by the message of God that all of you shall be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Those of you who are listening on radio, you can see on your screen the place of the service and what is going to be preached today. Hallelujah. I'm your humble servant, McCarthy. Amen. 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 Today, the Lord has given us the privilege of life. Again, I say it's a privilege because we have seen many people who have money to pay doctors and paid physicians, paid quite a number of people, hoping that by the grace of God, they can survive or they can thrive in this life. And yet, uh, their time has come and they have to go home. Hallelujah. You and I, we are still here because there is still some more to be done. Hallelujah. And I'm believing God that by grace, the Lord will use me as an instrument of blessing to also echo some of these blessings into your life so that Amen. you can also be partaker of the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And amen. amen. Today, today, the word of the Lord that is coming our way is very, very informative hallelujah and it's one of the things that every child of god must know and must have as a basic uh, principles of a christian you must have this at the back of your mind any child of god who does not have the basis <clears throat> any child of god who does not have the basis of these truths will always miss out on the benefits of the kingdom hallelujah remember we don't belong here the bible says that we are of this world but that we don't come from here you and i we come from somewhere we are citizens of heaven and therefore every citizen must abide by the rules and regulations or i put the word the laws 
of of the hair of this of the of the colony of god and every child of god who does not know these laws you might you might go a very bad uh, position or maybe do what is not willing in the sight of the master so today the lord has sent me to come and share these uh, principles with you these laws with you and how to be able to ascertain and also obey those instructions as the lord has given to us so today the service of the lord is very detailed there are a lot of scriptures there are a lot of biblical scriptures to back whatever is going to be spoken of here so please i'm begging you by the message of god that if you can pick up a pen and a paper and then also invite a friend and a family can you imagine if we are about sixteen thousand people online now listening to this message or maybe 160,000 people let's push it a little bit further maybe 1.6 million people listening to the message today i hope that the body of christ can become much more enlightened and so this is my drive this is my passion this is my desire this is my heart cry that every child of god will be blessed by the knowledge of the kingdom hallelujah the knowledge of the kingdom amen talk about the laws of obedience the laws of obedience the laws of obedience the laws of obedience we have spoken much about quite a few stuff about obedience uh we have spoken on uh the power to obey that's the glue that connects all the success, the success or the, the fabrics of success together. And then we came to the place of understanding that this obedience does not become complete unless we understand what it's all about. Hallelujah. And we came to the place of learning what is obedience. And the whole factor of obedience lies on love or rest on love, L-O-V, which means that it is not a, a light thing. And we will talk about love in terms of the biblical understanding. It is not about having an intercourse or getting a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a man having a relationship with a wife or anything, but rather it's a matter of work. Hallelujah. It's a matter of life and death. It's a matter of a conscious decision to, to move to a dimension that is that is beyond man's understanding hallelujah sometimes love will cause you a lot of pain love will cause you a lot of um, hurt but because of love you stay on amen 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 and and we came to the place amen. of understanding that obedience is an agent that connects uh faith to work to produce results which we call blessings the i'm just recapping on what we started last week and some of the uh, stuff that we did within the week by the grace of god hallelujah uh, and so today i'm coming your way about the laws of obedience the laws of obedience the laws of obedience and when we're talking about laws uh, one thing that we can say for sure by the grace of God is that every country or every group of people who wants to actually live in a civilized a society or community that can help them to live well and in well understanding of each other's roles and responsibility always do have laws that governs them. 
Hallelujah. Amen. The person comes here and we ask, what at all is law? Uh, and I can say that the, the dictionary or whatever Google will help me to understand is that it's a system of rules which particularly um, uh, which uh, which particularly uh, comes with as a family or as, as a group of uh, words or understanding of things that governs a group of people or a country that people recognize that as a regulation a regulations or actions of its members or how its members should act or react to things. Hallelujah. Uh, forgive Amen. me, I've made them a bit complicated. Hallelujah. I'm trying to bring it as a very simple way. If we talk about laws, we are talking about rules and regulations that help a particular country or groups of people. They recognize those rules or those regulations as something that governs them to live in a society that enforces rights and privileges for those kind of people. And there is also consequences if you violate any of those rules or regulations of the society. So laws are very, very important. And as a kingdom citizen, we don't assume that the heavens of our God or the presence or the colony of our God is without a law. Hallelujah. There are laws in there. And one of the laws that applies in there is the law of obedience. Hallelujah. The Amen. law of obedience. So within the law of obedience, we want to see the laws that are found in there. And then we come to the place of the principles of those laws. Now, if we're talking about the principle, we get to that place. The things that help the laws to operate will get there so so that by the end of the service today you can get the full picture of what we are talking about when we're ca calling obedience to uh, the place of understanding of a child of god hallelujah so the Amen. first law of obedience Amen. is found in deuteronomy 28 verse 1 and 2 deuteronomy 28 verse 1 and 2 the bible says that now we shall come to pass please write it down write it down the first law comes from Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2. So now it shall come to pass that if you diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. So the first law, of obedience is the, the act of hearkening to the voice of the Lord. That's the first law. That's law number one. To hearken to the voice of the Lord. And what's the meaning of hearken? In Hebrew, it is termed shama. That is to have an intelligent listening to the voice that is coming to you that is paying a rapt attention to what the word of the Lord says. And the Lord is telling us today that for us to be able to walk in the place of obedience, we have to obey this law. Without obeying the law, we cannot be able to walk in the place of obedience effectively. 
and we have seen many people who desire to obey the voice of the Lord and yet there are issues going on in their life that distract them from being able to obey the voice of the Lord fully to see the manifestation of the word of God and we can see here ending on verse 2 says that the Lord will set you above all the nations of the earth which means that the ability to obey this first law gives you right to have divine opportunity to move above the people or above the nations of the earth. So if the scripture which says that we shall be above and not beneath, we, it, this is where the scripture comes in. It comes in as a, as a law given to the children of God to obey the voice of the Lord. And by obedience to the voice of the Lord gives us right to ride above every storm of this life or position us above everything and everyone. But if you cannot obey the law or cannot give attentive ear to the laws of the Lord, you cannot stand in your high places. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The Lord number two. I want to, we have a lot to do, so I want to rush in a little bit by the grace of God. The scripture is in, first, first law is in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 and 2. The second law can be found. There are quite a few laws, but I, I have taken only five of them by the grace of God so that if you are able to deal with these five of them well, the rest will fall in line with the, with the rest of the five. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two. Law number two says that never add or delete from the word of God. For your obedience to be complete, never add or delete from the word of God. That is, never remove the word of God and put your own ideas and all your own ideologies into the place of the word of God. Hallelujah. If the word of the Lord says that, obey the voice of God, do not take that one out and decide to do whatever you think is right. Amen. If the Amen. word of the Lord says that, respect an elderly, don't assume your own position and in your grounds to think that you are doing whatever you think is right. Hallelujah. Whatever Amen. the word of the Lord says, that is what we go by. And so Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 2 says that, you shall not add to the word of the Lord which I command you, nor forsake it or take from it that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day. Which means that the sanctity of God's word is very important to him. The wholeness of God's word, whatever God has said to you, whatever the scripture says that it should be, it is more important than the prophetic word of a month of a prophet or anybody else that comes to you. Hallelujah. Obey the voice of the Lord. Whatever he says, that is what we are going by. But not what man says or the suggestions of men. It's very, very important. Because sometimes we see ourselves in places where we have people around us and we buy by way of respect and reverence. Sometimes we obey their voice more than what the word of the Lord says. 
So if you see a man of God that is speaking negative or blaspheming against the word of God or using the word of God as a weapon to fight somebody else negatively, and you know for sure that the word of the Lord does not allow us to do that, yet because of allegiance that we pay to some men of God, we forsake of the true values of the word of God and then pay respect to what the men of God are doing, forgetting that they are also flesh and blood as we are hallelujah and so let the word of god have its own full cause with us so that whatever it is that we find ourselves doing we do not err against god so the word of god should always be true and let every man be a liar the scripture says if god is saying that you are prosperous that is what i believe no matter what every, anyone says, whether it's a good uh, report that they think that they should say concerning you, I will not change my confession based on the opinions of men, but I will base my confession based on what the word of the Lord says concerning you. So I will always desire to uphold the word of God, never to delete from it or add to it. Hallelujah. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 32. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 32. The Bible says that whatever I command you, be careful to observe it, so that you shall not add to it nor take away from it. That's the wholeness must always be in need. Hallelujah. We have to Amen. make sure the authenticity of the word of God is kept aright in our hearts. Point number three, we've got to also keep it. That's law number three. Law number three. We have to keep the law and do it. Keep it and do it. It's one of the things that we usually keep it, but the doing of the aspect of it becomes a challenge because some of them cuts against the grain of our own philosophies and therefore it becomes very difficult to obey the instructions of the Lord. Hallelujah. For Amen. example, Jesus Christ seen a blind man who has come to him and seeking for his eyes to be opened. And the man Jesus spits on the floor, on the ground, and then makes a mud with his, with his saliva and stick it on the eyes of this brother so that the brother could see. And in fact, the guy wants to see, why do you want to take mud and mess, uh, mess his eye or the little what is left in there to mess it even much more further? And yet the process was not clearer to men, but to God it was divine direction that the Lord had given that his sight may be restored. So sometimes when the word of the Lord is coming to us, it does not come in the understanding of our basic philosophies. And so we try to find ways and means to find different expression to it. But please, the word says that do it and keep it as it is. Hallelujah. So Amen. that the glory of the Lord may be found in that. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm talking about the laws of obedience. The laws of obedience. So Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 17 and 18 says that you shall diligently keep the, command, the commandments of the Lord your God, his testimonies and his statutes, 
he has commanded you and you shall do it what is written and what is right and good in the sight of the Lord your God. I'm talking from Deuteronomy chapter 6 this time. Point number 3. You've got to keep it and do it. That's one of the law. Law number 3. If you keep the law and you do it, you shall see the good of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Point number four. Point number four. The Lord also requires that we transfer the information that we have received back onto our generations behind us. So our children, our grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, we are supposed to teach them the laws and the statutes of this God that we are talking about. So he says that teach them to your children. That is one of the laws of obedience. So if you obey the voice of the Lord, knowing that whatever instructions that you are taking as a child of God is benefiting you, you want to pass the same information to your children, your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren. Hallelujah. Yesterday, yesterday I was out in the afternoon, I was having a nap, and then I had a call from Ghana from a woman of God. And the woman of God was telling me that her daughter was about to marry and I should counsel them. And then the husband or the fiancé of this uh, uh, daughter goes to a particular church. I cannot mention the name of the church for uh, uh, prudence's sake. And, and then she was not comfortable about the church of this guy. And she has been trying to convince the guy to come out of the church because it is a church that does not actually go the way of the Lord. And so he, she feels that it will compromise the faith that she has established in the child from her childhood to now that the child is about to marry. And so she has called me from Ghana, advising me that, please, I'm begging you to call the man and try to convince him to move away from that church. Why? Because she feels that this is the statement from her. She said, I don't want my, children, my, ch my child and my grandchildren to know anything to do with this kind of religion or this kind of a God that these people serve because they don't serve the true God. I understand. And so I was trying to help her to understand that this can only be done by the hand of God. So what we can do is to pray for the child or the son or the son-in-law to be to come to the place of knowledge, to know where he is, to understand that there is more to life than where he is so that he can move away from that place and can give his, life, his heart or his life to Christ. So we will attempt to pray for him and then attempt to encourage him to understand and uh, evaluate where he is standing. But she was adamant about the whole fact he, she wants me to talk to him and her that, look, they have to move away from that place. Hallelujah. So Amen. it's important that we keep these instructions to our children. Hallelujah. So that the instructions of the Lord will persevere or will continue within the generations of our life. And every actions that we have attained from the Lord can continue to persevere or to progress in the families that we have. If not, the glory of God will not continue with our children, our grandchildren and great-grandchildren to even the 10th and the 4th generation. Let's hear what the word of the Lord says so that we can understand some of these things that we're talking about. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy okay. chapter 6 verse 7, it said that you shall teach them diligently to your children 
and shall talk to them about it. When you sit down and in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up, meaning that everywhere within the household of yours, you should do anything possible to make sure that the word of the Lord is heard in there. Hallelujah. One of the challenges that I have with my daughter Neria now is that every day she reads two chapters of, of, of uh, Proverbs, the book of Proverbs. And when she does that, she gets a, a reward from me. Why? Because I'm trying to build her mindset about the things of this life and what pro Proverbs, the book of Proverbs advise us to do, being cautious about this life and all that. After a while, she will go into Ecclesiastes and all that before she comes to the book of Romans and then come to the book of Genesis and all that. So, so these are some of the things that we can do to build our children up. So the word of the Lord says that one of the laws of obedience is that whatever we have received, we should pass it on. Hallelujah. Amen. And then law number five, which the Lord will give to us, is saying that do not serve other gods. Hallelujah. This Amen. one, I know that all of us understands it, and I know how, if I want to take this one, we will take days or maybe months about other gods. Hallelujah. What are Amen. they? How do they come out? And all that. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Say, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. We don't have two of them. We don't have three of them. We don't have four of them. There is only one God, and there is only one true God. And therefore, if a child of God wants to serve God, they must serve him in truth and in spirit, the Bible says. Hallelujah. And he is only one. Amen. There is no other God beside him. Yes, you can create your own. Men can create their own. You can make an, your own God, like finding a cow, buying a cow with your money and then turn into a God. Instead of making a cow hide or to do a shoe or some nice barbecue or something, you, are, you can serve that God. Or a monkey becomes your God. A, or a stick or wood or a snake or something becomes your a crocodile. Anything I call men, men can pick it up and use it as their gods. But when we children of God come to the place of understanding of knowing who our God is, he says that one of the ways to obey him as a law is that making sure that you serve him and him alone. Yes. The Lord our God, he is one. Hallelujah. Amen. Our God, he is one. So now uh, let's talk about the principles of this obedience, the principles that back the laws of this obedience, the principles that back the laws of obedience. Uh, principles are basically the fundamental truths that serves in the foundation of a system of beliefs. So whatever we believe, the foundation of it, these are the things that undergird the laws. And there are five of them. Hallelujah. There are five of them. One. We have to remember that obedience is work. It is not easy. It is not cheap. It is not simple. If it was simple, everybody else could do it. But because people are 
having at the back of their mind that this is work and therefore I am working towards it so that I can be able to please the one who has called me as his child. The Lord says that we should have it at the back of our mind to work at it. So obedience is work. That's one of the principles. In the book of Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8, the Bible says that the Lord God, the Lord Jesus Christ, he learned obedience by the things he suffered. He learned obedience, which means that obedient, obedience is a process, is something that we work at. And the Lord Jesus Christ, he learned obedience based on the things that he suffered. So obedience may cost you something. Yes, I know, I know. I know that these things that I'm talking about are very, very hard. For example, a man of God who is now uh, building up a ministry and trying to gain as many members as possible. Uh, this is what I'm trying to start with. But I believe that if I am true to the word of God and I do not compromise to what is factual, Hallelujah. We men, yes, we desire to have easy life, but whenever we know the truth and we know for sure that this is of the truth, we will surely walk by the truth. Hallelujah. Others may decide to take the other options, which are easy options. Hallelujah. But I will tell you the truth. Amen. And Amen. let this truth set you free forever for the rest of your life. Hallelujah. Amen. No matter what you do and no matter where you are, so long as you understand these basics as a child of God, you will never lose any grounds Amen. hallelujah so Amen. obedience is work that's one of the principles of obedience it is a job it's a work it's a hard labor sometimes you have to pay for it with your life sometimes you lose some grounds sometimes people you lose even favor with men because you are obeying the voice of god hallelujah Amen. Sometimes people usually say this, that the voices of, of men or the voice of the majority is the voice of God. It's not true. It is never true. If God is saying that everybody should turn left, and yet everybody says, that no, we will all go right, and there is only one man turning left. The, 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 the <laughs> Listen, that statement is never true. It is an ideology of men that has come to the place of trying to convince people against the knowledge of God. So every time people try to come in the like the, the way people are trying to bring and enforce other people's sexual orientation on others, that is their personal decision. That is their personal right. Why should everybody accept that? Why should everybody uh, buy that as a law, as a rule, as a regulation? It is not right. Hallelujah. It shouldn't be. And yet they are enforcing and trying to write it over our minds by force. Hallelujah. So the voices of the majority or the masses can never be the voice of God. Amen. Let us always obey what God says and not what man says. Hallelujah. Amen. Number Amen. two. Obedience to the voice of God may cost you something. Maybe even your life. Obedience to the voice of God may cost you something and maybe even your life. Sometimes you might lose your friends. Sometimes you might lose some very, very close family members because of obedience. Hallelujah. I said Amen. something that somebody didn't like. 
the person asked me, my own, my own blood person, asked me, oh, so if you have, if I need this and you have it and, and I'm asking you and your church member is asking you, whom will you give to first? And I said to the person that I'll give to my church member first. And it shocked them to their bone because they know me that a big brother is loving and is caring. The moment they pick a phone, Brack, I mean, we needed this straight away. Brack, I mean, is quickly fighting, finding ways and means to get it done. But this time around, I help them to understand that when it comes to the kingdom, it is different from this earth activities. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I would rather let the kingdom progress than to let my blood related to become all kinds of issues that would drag me into some place that I don't want to be in. Amen. So I said to the person that, listen, I would rather respect and value and give it to the member that is in the house of the Lord with me than to you. The person never... <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. But listen, that is the fact that is the fact those of you who are listening to me they are my family you are you are my family now amen should and now the next phase of our lives is to be with the master that is the kingdom and that's the place that we are going to spend eternity over there on earth here we are supposed to be one another's keeper to fulfill the eternal responsibilities the lord has laid on our lives so people of god let that be the backbone of our thinking by the grace of god hallelujah amen acts chapter 5 verse 29 the apostle said this Peter was the one that spoke this statement clearly. He said that, but Peter said with the other apostles that we ought to obey the voice of God rather than the voice of man. Acts chapter 5 verse 29. He said that we would rather choose to obey the voice of God than to obey the voice of man. Which means that when it comes to the place of obeying or walking the principles of obedience, it is sometimes very dicey. The men may not agree with you. Fathers and mothers may not agree with you. People may not agree with you. But because of the love of God in you and willing to, willingness to obey his voice, you will choose what God wants you to do than what men wants you to do. And we have seen many people, especially when it comes to the ministry, a lot of people don't want to side with their children, don't want to side with the people. Hey, where are you going to where are you going to be a pastor? How are you going to eat? You're going to be a pastor. I don't understand all that. It is true that most people don't even value and respect men of God, let alone to support them to survive. No, because they would rather survive. When they are in need, that's the time they pick up a phone and call. Oh, man of God, I need the support of prayer on this, on deliverance, on this and that. I'm not saying don't call me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm always there for you. That's my responsibility. And I'm, I'm prepared to do that anytime. Oh, Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But I'm here for you. Amen. No matter what, I've just told you that I'm here for you. I told my blood, my blood sister that I would rather give it to my church member than to give it to her. And she could not understand it. Yes, that's what I have to do. So that's how far we all go together. Amen. But when it Amen. comes to the activities of the faith, we must remember that we are doing the will of the Father. Amen. We are doing the kingdom activity, the kingdom mandate. That is always at the back of my mind. Sometimes even it can go against you and your family, your close family. And you have to listen to what the voice of the Lord is saying. 
after a while some of them will agree and support you and join you but in the initial study stages sometimes very difficult for others to pick it up and to work with you amen amen another principle the principle number three sacrifices can never replace obedience it's another principle Sometimes for us to obey, we rather want to say, okay, I will do this and I'll give a lot to God. I'll give, no, no, no. If he says that go on your knees and pray, don't go and put a thousand pounds or 10,000 pounds in the offering basket because he won't do you any good. If he has said, I wake up and be in a place of worship, that is what he's calling you to do. Just listen to that and obey. Don't take your time and now begin to bombard the devil with all kinds of bazookas. That is not what he's calling you to do. He says, worship. So sacrifices can never replace obedience. The Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifices. Hallelujah. Also, whatever we have in the arsenals of ours that we think that, oh, we have this, we can give to God to please him. He rather require or respect your place of obedience more than what you can give to him. I'll give you some biblical principles. The scripture says this. The Bible says this, that, the cattle on the thousand hills, they all belong to the Lord. The scripture also says that the earth and the fullness thereof belongs to the Lord. And the Bible also says this, that what have we received or obtained in this life that the Lord did not allow it? Which means that everything else we have in this life belongs to him. So there is nothing that you can give to God that can compensate him more than your act of obedience to his voice. Hallelujah. So Amen. sacrifices can never replace the place of obedience. And this is a principle that backs the laws of obedience. Number four, we have to also realize that sacrifice or obedience is the acid test of faith and love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Obedience is the acid test. Because sometimes, as I said, uh, when you obey the voice of God, sometimes friends can move away from you. Family can move away from you. Can you imagine that John the Baptist receiving instruction from the Lord to go into the wilderness? And to go? I was wondering, every time I read that scripture, I wonder how on earth that the brother John the Baptist decided to leave the family and the whole, uh, all the situation in the house and go into the wilderness, stay in the wilderness, didn't even want to clothe himself properly, but rather wearing the camel hair and all those kind of crazy stuff, eating wild honey and locusts and all that. I mean, things, proper banku and okra stew is there and you are sitting in the wilderness eating um, 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 uh, crickets and all those kind of stuff. I mean, it just doesn't not make sense. But his position was to actually become the initiator and the revealer of the Savior. And therefore, he must not get himself acquainted with the issues of this life as he will deviate from his responsibility. And so the Lord put him in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Amen. So obedience 
for you to obey the voice of the lord is much more like the acid test to our faith and our love to our lord jesus christ so every time a word or instruction from the lord comes to you remember that those instructions has come or they have come to you as a way of you waking you up to know that you are either going through a challenge you are going through some difficulty and yet at the end of the whole story the lord will help you to triumph it shall be a good resource to you no matter what the situation may be today tomorrow will be a better resource because you are obeying the voice of the lord as i spoke to you earlier on the word of the lord said this that when you obey the voice of the lord and hearken to his commandments he will set you above all all nations hallelujah so for me i feel this great joy in me knowing that when my obedience become full the lord will set me above i have that mentality at the back of my mind knowing for sure the difficulties that are connected are connected to disobedience with all these principles that i'm sharing with you that obedience is work it's not obtained on a silver platter obedience to god may cost you something obedience to god is not equated to sacrifices obedience to god is important it is the acid test and for me i see this as an advantage when my obedience is completed the lord will lift me up I prefer the Lord to lift me up than man lifting me up. I prefer that. Hallelujah. Amen. Because this life that we are living, people of God, I'm telling you how they can praise you. How they can praise you. They can, you do well a little bit, okay? Achieve a couple of millions in your pocket and then make some good business deals here and there. And then do something small in society. Maybe buy a bus for the local community or build a hospital for the local community and then just help the police officers who are taking bribe on the streets and all that here and there and do something small here and there. See how people will venerate you and lift you up. And then obey the voice of the Lord and decide not to do the same thing for them the next time. And the Lord says, that cut what you are doing. Focus on me. Spend time with me in prayer. The next thing that say, they will say, he, she's always in the room, always praying. Why? Are you the only one who serves God? I mean, the way they can blast you, eh, you will be sorry for yourself. But people of God, if your obedience is fulfilled, if you are able to obey the voice of God to the maximum, to the point where the Lord wants you to be, at the end of this, all these ones will come and bow to you. Hallelujah. We as natural men, we always seek for what is easy to escape this life. Every time. Every time. Every time. Why would, why would Job's wife come and tell him that curse God and die? Why didn't she rather do that thing for him? And pronounce that a curse to the Lord. The Lord, I curse you. You are the one that is putting this pressure on my husband. And all. Why didn't she do that? We can't go that, that further. It's all right. I'll leave that one out. Amen. So obedience is an artist acid test to our faith in our, and our love to our Lord Jesus Christ. And point number five on the principles of obedience is that obedience is always immediate. This principle is very, very important. Obedience is always immediate. It is better to start now than to wait later. Because if God says that 
cross the road and stand on the other side. Don't stand in there and say, oh Lord, I want to watch this movie on the screen whilst I'm walking by the roadside and all those kind of finding ways and means to frustrate or argue, argue with the Lord and all that. By the time you realize, a truck would drive through where you are standing and drive over you. But if you had hearkened to the voice of the Lord, immediately he says that cross to the other side, you would have saved your life from trouble. I'm talking of personal experiences. I'm talking of basic, basic things that I've seen with my own eyes. And people of God, these things are factual. They work. Hallelujah. Yeah. Psalm 119 verse 32 says this. says that I will be quick to obey your commands. I will be quick. Obedience is an immediate action. You shouldn't sit down to calculate them and try to... Um, weigh them on the scale of man's ideologies and man's um, calculations and logics. That is one of the trouble. And this one actually leads me to this place that how do we show obedience? This is the point where it leads me to the, with this, with this uh, factor. Because men, we, we have this mentality thinking that we are smarter than God or we know all things based on our past experience and other things. We think that we know everything, but we don't know all. If we don't know us, you don't know you. I'm telling you, you don't know you. I don't know me. I think that I know me. Oh, I know myself. You don't. You really don't. There are some situations you can endure. And there are some situations you cannot endure. Until the Lord takes you through them, you will never know how strong you are. And until the Lord takes you through them, you will never know how weak you are. So never stand at any place to think that me, I know me. You don't know you. Even yesterday, you said mm -hmm. that you like yeah. Banku. But today, when we said that Banku is ready, we said, oh, I don't feel like. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> truth. that's the truth. You might think that it's your appetite. It's not. It's you. It's the same human being. You've not changed anything. Except yesterday, you said that you like Banku. But today, things have changed. Why? Because the, 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 the system of us always evolves. Hallelujah. We keep on evolving gradually every single day. And so the perfection of God's grace is working in us every day towards the place of becoming matured in him. So we don't know us. So never assume that we know us or we know you or all that. And so you want to do what you think is right. Always obey the voice of the Lord immediately. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's important. I know these messages are very hard, but I'm praying that your spirit will pick them up and share it with your soul and your soul will begin to play it in your body and see the results of your life from the time that this obedience is complete in you. See it. Hallelujah. Men will look at you and will be marvel. Say, wow, this lady, I thought that she was finished, but look at how powerful she's, been do she's doing in the sight of the Lord. Hallelujah. So take us through these five positions of how to show your obedience. Amen. I've Amen. spoken about the laws of obedience. I've spoken about the principles of obedience. Now I am showing you how to show. I'm not showing you how to do. I'm showing you how to show your obedience. The doing is your part. Amen. Amen. First, the way to show your obedience is by respecting the order 
and the deity of God in your life. So the position of God in your life and the value you place on God, where God sits on the throne of your heart, that determines your actions when he asks you to do something or not. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9 to 11 says that, Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God. So first of all, you have to know the God that we are talking about. We have talked about that last two weeks. How to know God, knowing God. Hallelujah. Because obedience comes to the place of not the knowledge of this God. So know that the Lord your God, he is God. Number two, that the Lord is faithful. And God, he is God who keeps covenant. And at the same time, he's a God who keeps mercy for 10, for 1,000 generations with those who loves him and those who keeps his commandments. I've taken my time to spread it out a little bit. I'll take it again. So therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God. The faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and those who keep his commandments. Amen. I just said to you, and I try to spread, to spread it out as wide as possible. That one, you should know the God that we're talking about. Two, you should know that the position of God in your life is paramount. And three, he's the one that keeps the covenant. So if you want to talk about, I have a covenant with God. He is a covenant keeping God and you are singing all those songs. Remember the position that those things works in your life. So if you're a child of God and you are not seeing the covenant position operating in your life, know that your obedience may not have been complete. Or ask yourself, has my obedience been able to be complete or walking in the place that the Lord is desiring or requiring or not? Hallelujah. And Amen. the next thing that he said that this covenant is kept for 1,000 generations. And that's the power that even shakes my heart. That for me to obey God for once can keep my family. And the covenant that the Lord has promised to keep me, it, shall be, it can be kept for 1,000 generations. That's the value of this covenant. So your obedience is very vital. It can speak about your tomorrow your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, to 1,000 generations coming after you. After your bone is rotten and gone, the word of the Lord will still be true because of today's obedience. If you want a typical example, see Abraham, that his voice, obeying the voice of the Lord, coming out of his father's house, and going to a land the Lord showed me that he didn't know. And at the time too, he had not heard much of this kind of God that we're talking about. But he had a kind of a clue that he, he may be listening to a God that is much more powerful. And so he began to move by the leadings and the details of this God. Hallelujah. Let me tell Amen. you, people of God, sometimes the question will come to our heart to think that I might not hear the voice of the Lord, whether it's true or not. Listen, God's voice or God's voice is always distinct. No matter what deviation the enemy will bring in your mind, your soul will know the difference between the voice of the Lord and the voice of the enemy. 
if you are a child of God, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, I will say it again. If you have allowed Jesus Christ to become your Lord and Savior, the voice of the Master, your God, will never equate to the voice of the enemy. No. You will know the difference. You will know the distinction. You will know the understanding. You will know the clarity. And so you must accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior so that you can be able to respect this thing. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two. Number two. Point number two. How to show your obedience. By paying rapt attention to what he says. That's what we said earlier on Shama. That's giving God your full attention about what he is saying. Because this life, eh, there's so much distraction everywhere. 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 You turn the social media for one minute and see how many flashes of emails, text messages, WhatsApp, uh, uh, YouTube, uh, what else? How do you call the rest? Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok. What else? What else do, can we talk about? I, I've forgotten all of them. How many of them will flash on your screen per second? Trying to draw your attention. That is why it is always a speedy and that you always want to play the word of God everywhere you are. Because that becomes your, your basic environment or your surrounding voice every time. Hallelujah. I always love to play the word of God. Sometimes in the car, sometimes at home. And most times it's always playing here. Or now the tablet is dead. <laughs> I play the word of God continuously for my tablet is dead. Now you charge the tablet, it's not responding. I need to get a new one. And now we use mobile phones to do that. Listen, it is important. All that I want to do is that every message that I want to hear for the first time or maybe the third time or the second time should be the voice of the Lord or the word of God around me. Hallelujah. So paying attention to what God says is very, very important. And then understanding that word. That's important. Understanding what the word of the Lord is saying is also very vital. Lack of understanding. Many have jeopardized their lives and they have made so much mess of their lives because of churches. I'm seeing, I've seen a man... Can I say this on radio? Yes, because he posted it on YouTube, so I can also say it. I've seen a man of God telling the congregation members to cook jollof and bring three eggs, put three eggs in it, and bring it to church for us to do our day. Did you see that? How, how many of you, how many saw that thing on, on YouTube? A man of God told his congregation members, everybody should cook jollof. The Lord says that everybody should cook jollof and put three eggs in it and bring it to church for them to eat. Anyway. And congregation, <laughs> oh, mercy, people of God, people those who are listening to me on radio life, it's a fact. It's this <laughs> people are struggling, you know. It's lack of knowledge, lack of knowledge of the word of God. They don't understand what the word of the Lord says, and so people have opened to all kinds of error, all kinds of mistakes, all kinds of diabolical actions. The devil is drawing us far away from the word for lack of opening our eyes to read for ourselves. Asking the Lord, the Lord, what do you mean by what you say in this place? And the Lord will speak to you. Listen, God will speak to you. 
no matter what the controversial or uh, complicated the statement may be, God will give you clarity of them. God will give you clarity. Hallelujah. So pay attention to what he says and understand what the word of the Lord says. Because the word of the Lord, the Bible says that it comes as correction. The word of the Lord is like a sword. So you've got to understand it. If you don't take care, you can cut your own self. The word of the Lord is spirit and life. The Bible says so. The word of the Lord is like a lamp to our feet. It can guide us in places. The word of the Lord is like a double-edged sword. Can you imagine carrying two-edged sword, which is very sharp? The Bible says that it, I will show you how powerful the word of the Lord is. So that when you walk without the understanding of the word of God, how dangerous that can be. Lack of understanding of the word of God. People are killing people. Men of God are killing congregation members. They are killing communities and societies because of lack of the understanding of the word of God. Hallelujah. The word of God, the Bible says that it is sharper. The word of the Lord, it is living, which means that it's not dead. It has got life in it. Can you imagine holding two-edged sword that at the same time has got life in that thing? It is life. The knife you are holding, it is life and it's sharp, both sides. And the least mistake that you hold it in your crouches and in your, uh, your chest, on your bosom, it can cut you open and cause you damage. You might think that God is wicked. No, it is for lack of understanding of the word of God. So for you to show your obedience to God, you want to seek to understand what the word of the Lord is saying. These things, we don't hear them on our puppets anymore. If you think, when we finish, turn out from here, listen to other platforms and hear the message that is coming out on there. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. The Bible says that for the word of the Lord God Almighty is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow and it's a designer of the thoughts and the intents of the heart so you see the magnitude of the power and the potency of the word of god if you lack understanding of it the scripture says that it's more sharper than any two-edged sword that you have ever seen some of these samurai swords can cut through a lot of things I've seen it happening. And the only thing that can divide between the soul and the spirit of a man is the word of God. The only thing that can also divide the spirit from the body, that's the joint the Bible talks, is the word of God. And Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 helps us to understand that the word of God is very powerful. It is powerful. It's sharp. Hallelujah. Amen. So people of God, I pray that you value the word of God and desire to understand it. Psalm 138 verse 2 will say that, I will worship towards your holy temple, O Lord, and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truths, for you have magnified your word above yourself. And above all your names, he used that statement there. He said, above all your names. So, which means that the Bible says that every name, 
on earth here, the, the moment you mention the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, all knee bows, every knee bows to the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And yet the word of the Lord, the Bible says that it's exalted above all the name of the Lord. Can you imagine the potency of the word of God? And walking saying that you don't want to understand it. It's dangerous. Hallelujah. Amen. Number three, how to show your obedience is to act on his commands and do it. Hallelujah. That Amen. is to surrender completely to the authority and base your decision and your actions on this word of God. That is to surrender completely to his authority and base all your decisions and your actions on the word of God. If every one of us continually will base our decisions and our actions on the word of God, no matter what we do, we will succeed. Hallelujah. By the grace of God. Point number four. How to show your obedience. Avoid bickering and thinking of being smarter than God. Hallelujah. Amen. And <laughs> I, I try to help somebody to understand about tithing. The person called me and said, look, man of God, I've used your tithe. I've, I've used the tithe to do uh, this and that. I've used it to sow a seed here and sow a seed there and sow a seed there and all that. And it was all good. It, it sounded good and it looked good. And then the moment he said that uh, I've used the seed, he, first of all, he said, I use your tithe. I said, no, it's not mine. It is not mine. I said, please, it's not mine. It is not my tithe. No, it is not my tithe. No. Hallelujah. Let's settle that one once and for all. It's not my tithe. But whatever is coming, remember that it's an obedience to the voice of God. But to the person, he thought that giving these things out as a way of helping this thing and all that will benefit. And I said, listen, I'm not trying to diffuse or try to destroy your actions it's a good behavior or a good action to sow seeds in people's life but let it be a seed from you an offering from you but not tight if you have something to give out you can give out as best as you can and it's a must as a child of god to to give but not to use the titan of the lord don't do that Give it to him. Let him sort his own stuff. Let, him, let it be a responsibility that God himself deals with. Unless he speaks to you that give this particular amount to this person, give to that person before you take that initiative. So I corrected her at that time. And then the person said, I didn't know that. I said, yes, I know. Because I've also done the same thing before. Until one day. I was struggling with some issue and I asked the Lord, Lord, why is it that I've spent about four or five years dealing with this same issue and it's not resolving? Why? And I'm paying tight and I use the word tight. I'm paying tight and I'm paying offering. You know that I don't have enough and yet I obey and I use this. And the Lord reminded me of my actions, how I use the tight in sowing seed in somebody else's life that I think that I'm doing God a favor. And from that day, the Lord corrected me. And from that time, I said, Lord, I would rather give my offering or the substance of my life to somebody as a gift or something that I can give than to give the titan of the Lord. It, is, it belongs to him. Hallelujah. It belongs to him. It's an obedience. It's one of the factors of obedience. 
is, is serious. That's to give the tithing. I told you last time, God don't, God, don't, God don't use dollars to go to, um, to Safeway to go and do shopping. God doesn't use dollars. He doesn't use pounds. Neither does he use cities. God doesn't use any euros to go and buy in a Walmart or any place. No, he doesn't use them. But the act of obedience to see whether his people respect who he is, he causes us to say that you keep the 90 and bring the 10. And let me use the 10 as a factor of protection for you and the rest. It's a whole principle that people, the lack, as I've said, that without understanding it, we make a wreck of ourselves for lack of understanding. So people don't even want to give it at all. They will use the word, oh, grace. Yes, grace is there. Actually, grace allows us to give more than less. And God says that the, basic, the minimum is 10%. Grace wants you to give even all of it. Hallelujah. So let us obey the voice of the Lord because the word of the Lord says that he has magnified his word above all his names. Amen. 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 That is surrender to him. We have to avoid bickering. Amen. Avoid bickering. That is the last um, point number four that we're talking about. Avoid bickering and thinking that we are smarter than God. Nobody is ever smarter than God. And don't be moaning and be murmuring against God because God does not like that. If you have any issue with God, tell him that, Lord, have a seat. Let's talk. Yes. You tell him that, listen, you are a big God. You are Father who created everything, including me. But I don't understand these facts. Can you sit down? Let's have a chat. And so that I can get understanding and I, you'll be shocked how his presence will come. And I don't, I don't think you may like it like that, you know, because when his presence came, Job said that, oh, how sinful I am that I even opened my mouth to say these words. I am undone. Hallelujah. So mm -hmm. sometimes you have to call God to sit him down. It's all right to do that. He understands you. He's a father. Hallelujah. But let's give him the respect that is due him. The book of Numbers chapter 21 verse 4 to 5 says that Israel, remembering in the wilderness, saying that why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? Can you imagine? Egypt is in Africa and these people were there as slaves. And the Lord says that I'm saving you from slavery, bringing you to a land that is flowing with milk and honey. There is no other place that is flowing with milk and honey. It's not there in Egypt. But here in the place I'm taking you, it's going to be flowing with milk and honey. But you have to pass through the desert to get to where you have to get to. And in the process, that's where we usually find the, pro the problem. The process of our lives, the process of our actions sometimes is very difficult. And every process is never easy. So when you are going through the process of life, don't use that place as a means of settling scores with God and crying out against God. Oh, yes, Lord, why have you done this? And all, why is this? It is better to use that moment to praise God and say, that, Lord, I don't know what you are about, but I trust that you are smarter than I and you have a purpose for my life and you will bring me to expected end. That's the statement you have to have. The, to bring you to an expected end, an end that the Lord has designed. So never use your process as a way of fighting God because processes are never easy. Processes are never sometimes uh, worth sharing with others because people might think that you are stupid. 
because there are some things it costs a lot you have to bend over for a long time to do some stuff some some bad uh, bad jobs in the sight of men like clean doing all kinds of dirty stuff to be able to get yourself out of all kinds of mess it takes a lot processes are very difficult but nowadays our christian our our lives i don't i will not even go into the christian faith i'm going to our, our life in general listen the body of of this life we want it now and quick hallelujah a brother came I was at work. We had all, we have only two microwaves for all the workers. And then at break time, we all go uh, tea break at the same time. And then this brother wants to warm his ginsters. If I talk ginsters, that's meat pie. He has meat pie. And he wants to put it in the microwave for only 10 seconds. Meanwhile, somebody's food was already in there. And the brother came in there holding his cold, <laughs> his cold ginsters or meat pie trying to warm it in the microwave but these two microwaves one of them had two minutes one of them had one minute and he could not wait for one minute to wait and he started swearing shouting so do i have to wait for one minute before i warm my 10 second uh, meat pie or something and i started laughing as of how quick this generation has become a microwave generation at first if it was at first you will cook it from scratch and he got upset, left with his cold um, uh, ginsters and left and went, sat in the cold with his cigarette, eating. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. So people of God, we don't have that, that grace to be able to be patient with God to see us through the process. So please, I'm encouraging you that obedience is work. It is to take you through process. And the last one I want to share with you today, which we have spent a lot of time on, is that we have to commit to the cause of the Lord. Hallelujah. Commit to the cause of the Lord. Exodus chapter 19, verse 8. It says that Moses brings a word to the people, and their response was this: that then all then all that the Lord has spoken to us, we will do. So Moses also carried the same message and the same words back to the Lord, what the people have said. Hallelujah. Amen. The people of Israel now realizes the need to obey whatever the law says. And they were willing to commit to the cause of the kingdom of God. And also the process of getting them to the promised land. And so they said that whatever it is, we will obey. I pray that may we have that same heart and same mentality in our minds to say that whatever the law says, we will obey. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I know that the message has been long, but I thought that it's important to bring these things here for us to understand so that all of us, one day when you sit somewhere, you will know for sure that you have learned the laws of obedience, you have learned the principles of obedience, and how to show obedience. Hallelujah. Amen. Serve other gods. Hacking to the voice of the Lord. Never add or delete. Keep and do it. Teach them to your children. And some of the principles is that obedience is work. Obedience to God may cost us something. Obedience is more like an acid test to our faith. Obedience is immediate. And then we show by way of respecting the order and deity of God in our lives. Hallelujah. And again, by paying attention and understanding the word of the Lord. And again, to act on his commands and do it. That's to surrender 
to his authority and base all our decisions and actions on his word avoid memoring and bickering in the process of our life or thinking that we are smarter than god and to commit to the cause of the lord this is what we have shared all day in the name of jesus christ amen, amen. I want us to take this moment to pray unto the Lord and say, Father, we are asking for mercy and for strength because obedience is work and it's by your grace that we can achieve this. So please help me in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to be helped by God. Amen. Let's all call on the name of the Lord and say, Father, help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Say, Father, help us in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray together as a family in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord, we need your help in this process of obedience to be able to walk in full obedience of your voice. We cannot do it on our own, oh God. And every time we call you, we know that you will be there. We thank you for this word. We bless your name in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, those of you on radio. Thank you so much for staying with us and for being able to open your heart towards this word. I know that it's a tough word to share, and I know that it's very difficult to even understand the whole process of obedience and everything that we have shared today. But all these 15 points are vital if we can work with them. If you could not pick them all up with the scriptures, please go on our Spotify on Emmanuel Christian Assembly on Spotify, just put in Emmanuel Christian Assembly. Our messages are all there. Hallelujah. We have yes. over 1,000 downloads, over 1,000 downloads of our messages on Spotify. That shows how busy our downloads are on Spotify. People are going out there, downloading every message that is there for free. It's all free. It is all free. So you just go in on Spotify and download the messages for free. You can share the link with others as best as you can by the grace of God. Thank you so much. I'm signing off from now in Jesus' mighty name. Bye-bye. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.